Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Queens turn trash into couture. We're about to find out as the first design challenge is on. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Savaria, and joining me is a thrifty queen at heart, Annalie Fisher. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, ending my week of podcasting, uh, what, four and two days? It was so much fun. So much fun. Lots of recording. Lots of recording. Lots of Drag Race. Um, which brings me to the drag news of the week. We have a cast for Drag Race Espana 3. Yay! Some, some more names to learn. More names to learn. Trying to f- figure out if any of them are punny names or not. Um, I'm very excited about the cast. Uh, we love the big reveal of our second uh, cisgender queen on Drag Race. Um, I'm excited because I followed Kelly Roller for many, many years. So I'm excited to see what she's going to bring. Um, but the, yeah, they did throw a little surprise here because there's a name that's not on there. So I guess uh, someone's going to about to be Shangelud. But we'll see that soon. April 16th, coming up. Exciting. Did you get a chance to look at the cast? No, I need more time. But so do you. Like, this isn't everybody. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, um, I, I just find it fascinating that apparently this is the year of space because this is yet another space-themed promo. Coincidence, I guess? I guess. All I know is if I get another space theme promo, I'm going to be like, okay, I'm just going to move to space. That's a great idea. Why not? All right, friends. Pronunciations. I apologize. I'm still trying to get better. I will learn things as we go along. Uh, Again, phonetically, Swedish does not work with English very well. Um, The sounds are not the same, but we're, we're trying. We're trying here. Have you learned any Swedish while watching the show? Yeah, totally. And I think you you said the title of the show really well. That was the first one. That was the. I'm trying. Yeah, I think it's the first time three podcasts that I've done it. Four podcasts with the preview that I've gotten it. So there you go. That being said, uh, I did get um, some insight from one of my Lyft drivers in Nashville, where I was uh, this past weekend. She's Norwegian. (laughs) Um, and I guess in Norwegian they say Sver. 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 That's Sweden in Norwegian. Nice. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm a very nice lady. Very nice lady. Um, 
All right. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an interesting podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters that are presented throughout reality television production. We are shown that anyone television show wants to see. We react to what's presented. Yes, the real person got an opportunity to have gone to television show the cap, but they've also presented them to discuss what's said on the podcast. We're going to discuss reality television show. How are you enjoying Drag Race Sweden? Three episodes in. I'm enjoying it. The queens are like very honest with each other, but sort of sweet. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And there's a lot of talent. It's it's fun to see. Yeah, it's a very different perspective because we this is I mean we've had European drag um, through Drag Race, but this is now our first Scandinavian um, perspective. Um, and they're just they're really sweet. They're really kind, and I like I I think I like Sweden. Yeah, they're only mildly shady, and it's like in a gentle prodding way. You like it's sort of clever. Yeah. And I like our host. Fuchs is very good. He's very different. It's a breath of fresh air. Definitely a character. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Well, let's dive into this episode. Vanity is told she did a good job as they walk over to Rita and to Nina's final words. The teddy bear of the group is gone, but Santana thinks it was her time, um, which is fair. I, I get it. Um, I said last week on the podcast that I hope Antonina learns from the show and she doesn't go so heavy with the black eyeliner. If you've looked at her social media, she's limited it and she's added a lot more colors. So she's she did definitely learn from her experience on Drag Race. That's good to know. Now, Indigo is sad that Antonina is gone. She knows that Vanity killed it. She will miss her. <laughs> My question, though, is will she get her skirt back? Because she needs it for future runways. Surely, yeah. <laughs> what if she packed it Did she pack? she, she's, she's in Liverpool by now no I think she was very um, grateful to get the skirt and give it back that's fair that's fair would you give um, a piece of garment back to, if you got eliminated yeah I mean I think they almost always give a wig or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not always but like lots of queens have extra wigs will give one well, we are going to learn that their indigo curse as whoever borrows her stuff goes home. So who wants to borrow that headpiece? Crickets. Uh-huh. I got to know. I, 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 we need to go back in time. What did um, Almighty Aphrodite borrow? A oh, good question. I don't know. Someone will have to answer for us. Because um, I don't think we, we saw it on the show. But apparently she borrowed something. Now, Electra is congratulated for pampering herself to a win. Um, are you a fan of pampering yourself? Yeah, it's necessary. That's maybe that's why she won. It's so relatable, <laughs> right? What's your way of pampering yourself? How about a bath? I mean, a willow pill bath. I love a bath too. I love bath bombs, listeners. If you would like to send me a gift, honestly, just give me a lush gift card because that shit is good. Those bath bombs are heavenly. Sure. She says it feels amazing seeing her photo on the wall. Reminds us it is important to pamper ourselves. Andigo says that she's been in the bottom twice now and there will not be a third time, which is funny because there will be. Uh, we love cursed lines and confessionals. <laughs> But as the Queen's drag, Santana will get into her documentarian era as she ventures deep in the Amazon forest where she will see bewildered homosexuals. That was cute. I like that. That was fun. Santana's a Disney Channel character, basically, to me. Santana, well, not Disney Channel, Nickelodeon. She looks like Cosmo. Good point. 
the green hair, the the uh, shirt and tie. She Cosmo. Uh, but she's a fun one. I, I enjoy her perspective. Though this episode, she was a bit shadier. She was a little more to the point. Wait a second. Santana. No, San, Santana sex machine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to mix up. Fontana is definitely a Disney character. No, she's there, Leah Michelle. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, no, she is Leah Michelle. Um, Leah Michelle realness. Yeah. It is a new day. The queens walk in pampering themselves. Santana is runner up once again. She is edging. She thinks this will be her week. She will tackle a bitch or two if she needs to. But Endigo is not loving being in the bottom, especially for being red for her runway walk by far oh, two weeks in a row. She has to move. Admira will tell her to get bigger shoes and Endigo is like, tell me who carries a size 14 and a half. Now, I don't know if that means European size because I thought European sizes are like in the 30s and 40s or is that like 14 and a half in American shoe size? Either way, it's big. I think a lot of the times they have to buy American shoes and they have to order them online and it's impossible to find or try them on. 14 and a half? Fuck. That's huge. You just you gotta order that custom um, from something that does that. Hey, listen, you got real girl money now, Andigo. You can buy those boots and shoes. Let's let's hope so. The alarm sounds and it's time for fox mail. The video has literally nothing to do with anything. It's very confusing but very entertaining. Um, August Strindberg realness. He's Swedish. It's just it's it's like a, a storybook. Um, do you have a favorite Strindberg play? No. That's probably like, I mean, everyone knows Miss Julie. I enjoy Miss Julie. We love the drama. No. You don't like Miss Julie. You don't like Strindberg. It's, it's fun to talk about. It's, 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 it's hard to like, uh, kill. it's, it's hard to kill an animal on stage now. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> folks arrives with for. a hat. Yeah, that's true. Folks arrives with a hat. Um, would you what what hat would you say that was like a hunting hat? I don't I don't know. It had a little like little ball thing on the top of it. Swedish, Swedish. Hat. It's it's Norwegian. Um, really. We've got a mini challenge, friends. It is time for a little quiz. We're gonna see a video clip featuring Krister Lindvar. Is a Swedish designer drag queen leading the drag group known as After Dark. After Dark unsuccessfully tried to win Melodilla Festivalen multiple times, but never made it to Eurovision. And we all know I love me some Eurovision. Um, have you heard of After Dark before? No. Me either. This was my first time. And um, I think I'm going to go watch some clips. That was fun. That was entertaining. Yeah, agreed. Um, I have not watched all of the songs on purpose for Eurovision this coming year, but I know Lauren is going to represent Sweden. I'm fairly certain she's going to win. So I guess let's go take a field trip to Sweden next year for Eurovision. Sure. That would be my dream. I would love to go to Eurovision. I thought maybe I would do it this year. Then I saw the dates and I was like, well, it's either Eurovision or DragCon. And one is work. So guess where I'm going to go. Right. It's okay. But maybe one, maybe one day. Yeah. Um, is going to arrive. That, that face has had a lot of work done, hasn't it? Um, they, they talked about age. Mm-hmm. And I think that work started uh, pretty A early. little too late. Oh, you're speaking too late. 
I think too late because I don't think they're saving some of those body parts. Um, though I almost wonder if this is what Admira is going to look like in 40 years. Oh shit, you're getting right to the point. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to learn that Krista recognizes most of the queens, including Electra, who was a cast member on This Is It with After Dark. Um, no nepotism on this television program. No, no, no. But as Fox talks with Krister, he tells him he's been performing for a long time, which Krister is like, I'm not as spry as I was at 60, which gets Myra to laugh. And he's like, it will happen to you, just wait. Um, and that will be the moment Myra officially lost the episode. <laughs> for this mini challenge, the queens have a quiz based on the history of Krister's long career with After Dark. I gotta say, I'm sure it's very, very funny in Swedish, but Fox will do double entendres. Even in the captions, it's pretty funny. He's very good at it. His timing is very smart. He's really expressive in the face, I guess. Yeah, I, I enjoy him. Um, are you an expert at the history of Swedish drag? Because not, not me either. Apparently no one. Literally. Um, also, please note... The underscoring during this whole segment was the music that they play before a lip sync. So there's that. I guess that's like the, 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 like, um, who wants to be a millionaire, like music when you're about to answer the final question. It's like the doom and gloom sound. Or yeah. they just not have enough um, drag race music clips to play. Royalty free. It's true. Okay, question number one. The hit group After Dark was founded in 1976 at the Shazam nightclub in Stockholm. Three young men introduced something completely new to Swedish entertainment, a drag show. It is impolite to mention a woman's age, but nevertheless, how old were Krista Lidvard, Jelassi Fungman, and Roger Johnson combined when they hosted the first After Dark show? Yes, the queens have to do math. And I, was, I thought they were all going to quit on the spot. Um, now, Fantana says that drag queens can't count. Vanity thinks Krister has to be 80 at present as he's a dinosaur. I think this was a funny quiz because I was like, oh my God, they're actually going to be quizzed on like facts and history. And they're like, and they're like, ha ah, no, you're going to do math. How are you at math? I'm, I'm fine, but this would have been very difficult. Yeah. Uh, so the answer is 74. Santana had the answer, but then changed it to 69 because she is a child at heart, and that completely checks out. Yeah. The closest were Admira and Vanity, one at 76, the other at 72. So they're both going to move on to the final round. Fontana, for being the, question, the answer at 53, will be the furthest away, and she is out. She is knocked out. Now, the next question is... I want to swim in champagne, my dear. The dawn is our final frontier. Um, and that was from 2004 when Krister Lindvar and Lassie Funkman entered the Eurovision qualifier with the song La Dolce Vita. These days, Krister is not only swimming in a pool of champagne, but also in royalty checks with the song. The question is, how many plays does La Dolce Vita have in, on a well-known Swedish streaming site? And what do you think is the well-known streaming site? Are they just not allowed to say you... I don't think we would know it. Fair. I don't, do we have like our own special streaming site? I, I, I think our most popular one is Spotify, right? I guess. Is, is that Swedish or Spotify? I don't know. I, but I think, I think the world has Spotify. Maybe not. Maybe they have a Sweden in particular streaming service. 
Well, we will find out when we go to Eurovision next year. <laughs> Indigo thinks she has a shot as she's familiar with streaming sites, but mostly video streaming sites as she is a YouTube star. The answers are going to range from 78,000 plays to 4.2 million. And the answer is 4,532,597 plays, which means Indigo is the closest and will face off against Vanity and Admira. Now, our final question. Crystal Lundvara and After Dark have been a huge impact on their perception of drag queens in Sweden, but After Dark found success abroad. Their longest guest residency was in Madrid in the 80s, and it lasted eight whole months. How many kilometers would their fans in Stockholm have to travel to see their favorite queens perform live in Madrid? The, the, the laughter that folks and Krister have knowing that they're trolling these bitches was priceless. Um, you're smart. What's the difference? What's the com- what's the comparison of feet to meters? So it's like three feet in a meter about. Okay. I would be so bad at this. Yeah. I'm so they so add kilometers honest. to Madrid from Stockholm. That's a lot. So the, I would know that it was like a four digit number. I think I would guess that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, maybe I should like pretend like I know things because I'm counting my sky Delta Sky Miles, uh, so I should probably have a better idea of that kind of shit. I just you want should, a free. Guess. I just want a free first class flight once in my life. That's all I ask for. You could do it. Um, I, think I just want to go in one of those beds and just go. It's so cool. Yeah. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? I think you could have guessed closer than they did. <laughs> well, here, here's what's about to happen. Vanity's going to peek over at Myra's board and just cheat. Um, it doesn't matter because they both failed miserably as Indigo is going to be the winner. The answer was 2593 kilometers, um, but they just added an extra number, which made it like, I guess, from Stockholm probably to like Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, they just were completely out, out of the realm. This was just a near impossible challenge. And I kind of love that they did this. And I kind of want to see this more in all the other franchises because it just makes the Queens just like feel silly. And it kind of was entertaining. I was here for it. That's why it's so funny counting many, many challenges. Like they don't matter or awarding people money for many challenges. Like they're so silly. (laughs) It's kind of weird. Like maybe, maybe it's because of my perspective. Like these kinds of questions are the things that happen on like Big Brother and Survivor. They will ask these kinds of mathematical questions for challenges. But we haven't seen that on Drag Race, which is why I was like, yay, we're melding our worlds together. But Indigo will win an advantage in the Maxi Challenge. Are we just to assume that that one week of immunity that Electra got on the first mini challenge is just like a one and done? It's not going to happen again? Yeah. I was hoping it was going to be a thing. I like that. It's fun, but it's too big of an advantage, I think. It's the biggest advantage ever. All right, we're going to learn that Crestor will return as a guest judge, so see you on the runway, sir. But for this week's Maxi Challenge, they have entered Fox's wardrobe that features a mountain of treasures. Who can turn trash into treasure better than a drag queen? Kids, it's a design challenge time, and it's a homage to Greta Thunberg, who is also Swedish. Is Sweden just the best country in the world? You have to go and try the chocolate and see. Is there anything bad that's ever come out of Sweden? Probably. 
Let's let's assume yeah. Probably, but I can't think of anything because all I think about is ABBA, and ABBA's just perfection. That's true. That's maybe the pinnacle. It truly is. Well, this challenge is called Greta's Tip Couture. Um, I feel like based on your activism and and the things that you've done in drag, this was a kind of a challenge, kind of up your alley. Yeah, um, I always like the unconventional materials. It forces them to be yeah. creative. Um, and having to reuse things is great. Um, so giving them only, I think they said 10 hours, not great. Correct. Correct. Um, I, I want to fact check that with an American drag race star to see how much time they have. Because 10 hours seems like literally no time. Yeah, I'd want a little bit more time. Now we will learn from our friend I'm a Queen that avant-garde and couture are two separate things. She says couture is about making a material look expensive. Avant-garde is just about going out of space. It's not commercial fashion, darling. Agree or disagree? Yeah, couture is the height of commercial fashion. Avant-garde is art. Do you think those two worlds can combine when it comes to drag? Of course, but um, it's like a mashup of genres. It's like a crossover, you know? Do you think that those who don't necessarily do design work themselves as drag artists hat would have a challenge, uh, would be challenged for this kind of um, design challenge? Who don't would make their harder? stuff? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You'd be lost. Like, this is probably the most- Because you have to have ever. both minds. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the most intimidating challenge. Um, so they were asking for both couture and avant-garde. Mm-hmm. So I guess that sets you free in a way when it comes to this like materials stuff, like you can kind of do anything, but I think that's also scary and like way worse if you don't know what you're doing. What items would you have gone for first? It looked like junk, all of it. So <laughs> it was. <laughs> I think um, the plastic materials that were like um, flexible mm-hmm. were probably a good idea because you do something structured or something with um, movement or fringe. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Indigo, as the winner of the challenge, will have a 15 second head start to rummage around. And the bitch is just going to jump in, grab VHS, VHS tape. And waste time. She did. I was she shocked. Was, she was being weirdly, um, like, standoffish with the stuff. Like, go for it. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes an all-out war with the queens. They get whatever they can get their mitts on. And Admira is glad that Indigo just grabbed all the ugly stuff before them. She appreciates her now. And this is why I think Admira is one of my favorite contestants. Like, she's so good in confessionals. Yeah, and she's got an acid tongue. It's it's fun to watch. She very much has Bianca Del Rio vibes in the sense that she's very good at what she does. She can be mean and shady, but it's always coming from a good place. It is. There's a sense of humor about it, and it's like a confidence that you yeah. trust. And she can read herself, and that's also important. If you're going to be um, a comic, you have to be able to read yourself. Yeah, a little lighthearted. Well, it's time to sketch it out and get their pieces put together. 
Uh, so who likes making outfits? Well, it's I'm a queen who may have sewed a dress or two. She feels right at home in this world. This is what she does. She is one of only a few people in Sweden who does this. So I'm a queen is feeling confident. Vanity will be stepping into the mind of I'm a queen through the brilliance of editing. Uh, that confessional smash was very brilliant. I love the way that she was kind of mocking I'm a queen with her voice. Now, are you a hot glue gun girly or will you be breaking out the needle and thread? It would be a combination. It would have to be a combination. Mm, and like I'm you, here for that. I'm here for that. Put, I think they've shown um, time and time again, if you can sew a base garment a la like Bibi's Harbonnet, mm-hmm. you, you can get someone's help to sew a base garment, you're going to be better <laughs> off. You're going to be better off than it's if you true. just now, Electra will share some information that I think is kind of amazing and why we here in America just continue to suck. She says that Swedish queens have an edge as they have to learn sewing in school. Now, to be fair, I sewed a bit in middle school in home ec and I made a stupid monkey pillow, learned a little bit in college. Um, but do you think that all kids nowadays should have basic homemaking skills or do you think the Internet can truly take care of everything for us nowadays? I think we should learn it in school. But even imagining that in America, it would be such a cultural controversy. And there's so many oh issues God. right now with schools. I don't, I don't think sewing is our first priority. But no, maybe it could not. show, no, but maybe it could show that there's some value in like queer art forms and like we could <laughs> mash it up with LGBTQ instruction. If we're already attacking gender norms, could you imagine? certain people being like yes you men should learn how to sew and make food you know oh my it's, God, it's it would be just the right medicine though it it would be i i, I honestly wish that i was able to do all these things a lot better because i think i'd be a well a more well-rounded human yeah, not saying I, I can't do it now but the reason we all it? don't sew is, is misogyny is sexism i think <laughs> right all right. Now, um, Fontana says that it's fair, um, very far from Brazil. They did not do that. No sewing skills in school there, but she loves to do handcrafts when she was little. She will share that she asked her family to take sewing lessons, but they told her absolutely not. Um, I would love to learn a little bit more about that. If I'm, I'm positive, we will learn more about Fontana's uh, backstory later this season. Absolutely. Now we're going to watch her struggle as she is cutting up cardboard and I can relate. Um, I'm not good at cutting cardboard, but Santana loved sewing classes, despite it not making her look cool in the eyes of her classmates. We're going to get a little deep here as we learn that school was the worst time of vanity's life. It was agony. She grew up in a very narrow minded community outside of Lingpeng, where there was zero tolerance for pushing boundaries. She saw gay kids get bullied inches from her. She shares that she had to change lockers at school every week. Sometimes she'd find locker door just ripped off before she got there. And she tells us about gym class, which was the worst, as there would be times when she'd return from the showers to see that her clothes were gone. They would be shoved in the toilet with piss all over them, so she would have to go naked under a winter coat. They ultimately made gym non-man for her, and she has not stepped foot in a locker room since. Why do kids suck? Yeah, and why, why can't um, adults do anything to stop it or help it? It, it? I mean, Vanity will say that the teachers would move the problem around rather than address it. Um, it broke her mentally, has repressed a lot of it, putting her in, on medication, and bullying has wreaked havoc on her mental health. I, I, I think that 
there are so many layers to it and adults just don't want the responsibility of what will happen. Absolutely. Now, I'm not sure how old she is, um, but I feel like she's probably around your and I's age. Did you have any issues like that when you were in school? No, um, just different environment. Yeah. And you went to an all boys school. Yeah, uh, it just wasn't the same for me. Um, but same for me. Knowledge that it's real for some people out there, and we just need to protect people. And we can't Absolutely. do this. Don't say gay stuff because then people will feel more likely to ignore it, like she was saying. Yeah. She shares that if you find yourself in a vicious cycle like that, the only person who can change it is you. It's important to stand up and ask for help. Be strong. Now, Santana says that she had to move to Stockholm in order to stop being bullied and make friends. She tells the story about how she did drag after school and one of the the shows she did, one of her worst bullies was in the audience. She was shocked, but what shocked her more was he said that he was so sorry for how he acted and showered her with love. This gave her a sense of closure. Um, Love that kind of story. Yeah, that's more the real world than not school. So people should look forward to that. It gets better sort of stuff. Real talk. Did he blow Santana in the bathroom after the gig? It's a joke, friends. Hey, he was at a gay bar. (laughs) Apparently something happened We didn't get that part of the story, so it's possible. Yeah, we don't know. Now, Santana believes no one can fix the trauma as the trauma is there to this day, but they are here to represent and create new trauma. Welcome to Trauma Race Sweden. Um, That's sure. what Drag Race is all about. Sure. Expressing our traumas. Yeah, getting it out, getting it all out. The trauma talk has died down now, which allows Fox to show up for a walkthrough and see how the girlies are getting on. But Fox is not alone. Swedish fashion couture designer Frederick Robertson is here to read these bitches to filth. Are you familiar with the work of Frederick Robertson? No. Me either, me either. Um, That poncho he was wearing, so much plaid. Is it fair that we just call it inspired by Vivian Westwood? Oh, gosh, they always do say that, don't they? Always do it. Like, we got to stop with that. Um, they're going to join Electra first. Her strategy for rummaging around the pile was to find things to make a gown with an old-school showgirl vibe. And, of course, with a couture element. Fox will tell her that she's done all, that a lot already and advises her to find a twist and not repeat the same pattern. So she's going to show him some CDs she plans on crushing up to create a sequin effect. And I was like, don't cut yourself. CDs can be sharp. Um... When was the last time you saw a CD? Um, I don't know. I think I was given one. It was like someone's project. Oh, gotcha, I just gotcha. sometimes instead of a flash drive, but that's that sucks. I don't even have a CD drive on my MacBook anymore. Exactly. I wouldn't even know how to use a CD. That's a lie. I can do it. Well, Frederick will tell her that couture is about perfection, so she will have to nail the detail and be deliberate. And that would just stress me the fuck out, especially knowing I only have 10 hours to do that. Seemed like her problem was concept. She could have changed the concept. Yeah, absolutely. Endigo is next, and she knows that the stakes could not be any higher. She'll admit that this will be the first thing she has ever made, and Frederick is like, well, this is quite the challenge. He will tell her that as far as the construction, it's actually pretty good, but she has to make time to perfect the details and fix the gaps. Book says there is a lot of leftover material to work with. 
which is a hint, babe. But when she hears add more material, she will misinterpret that completely. But we will get to that. Um, we're going to have to visit Santana's creation station where she's very nervous. Why is she nervous? Well, Frederick is about to just be there looking sensational. Um, as he says, he just woke up like that. If I could wake up looking that fashionable, nothing would change. <laughs> Santana will reveal that she'll be doing a pirate silhouette meets a Jean-Paul Gaultier masquerade ball. Okay, sounds like a cool concept. But Frederick is not excited by the fabrics. So Tana will be adding some peplums on the side to amp up it, the look, but Frederick is like, that's just more textiles. Where are the non-textiles? So Santana's committed to her concept. She's going to have to add a little more garbage. And I was like, this is a first for us, really. We've, we've always seen these kind of challenges where they're encouraged to use the unconventional materials that work like fabric and textiles. Here they're like, don't do that. What was your take on that? Well, I think they might have been talking about something like Ikea bags, but it looks like recycled material. But if she mm -hmm. was grabbing all this literal fabric and making it into other, I can see why they think she wasn't embracing the challenge. That's fair. With Manini, she's got black pieces that could be spider legs, which Friedrich is like, so it's Halloween. She shares that she'll be going for volume and not very minimalist. She likes using simple materials to create bigger effects. This time, Friedrich will tell her to trust the concept as it will be enough. So basically, this man just wants trash that's smartly looked like um, and created to be something fun. We're going to visit I'm a Queen, who is the trash queen of the season. Fuchs thinks this is where she lives. Now, I'm a shares she is using paper and plastic like she's a supermarket. She also has strings and rope that she plans to incorporate. Now, I was just looking at her mannequin and I'm like, that just looks like a pile of junk. And I remembered, that's what she does. She likes doing junk. Yeah, it's Did like... you think it was... You go ahead. Big and fantasy and complicated a little bit, but like it comes together. Her concept is to mix plastic with organic materials to imitate living roses. She is a concept queen, so everything she has will have a concept. Friedrich will tell her it's stay true to her aesthetic he says it's one thing to break free and show different techniques and silhouettes but you still have to remain true to the brand did this stress her out more well apparently it just lit a fire under her ass but be careful i'm a queen because that shit is flammable true let's visit admira she is asked what the base is made of and she says cardboard and foam rubber to which she then draped fabric over she is asked what the bottom is going to be and she says leopard print pants now, Frederick is about to read this bitch down and says that there are, um, the, she's doing Ask Garbage Couture, and this is something that she could find at a low-budget fabric store. Um, he was very spicy on this one, and I was like, why would you tell her not to use leopard print? And we'll get to exactly why later on, won't we? Yeah. Only one person can wear leopard print in one episode. Now, Fontana is next and she's freaking out. This iconic couture person is here in front of her and they are looking at her lampshade that she never works with. She shares that she wanted to work with this bright blue material that is like an Ikea bag or a tarp, um, but she finds it very hard and it still looks like a bag. They tell her to burn it into something else and we will know this material can work wonders as the divine Davina DeCampo won her design challenge 
using that material. Fox can tell she's struggling with the challenge. She is not a seamstress. He tells her that he can't sew to save his life, and you don't have to be a seamstress to do drag. Friedrich says he can't sew either, but Fontana chose fabric that will need to be sewn. They advise her to take a look at what else she has and reevaluate, but Fox will tell her the rope is a fantastic and exciting material, and I thought this bitch was just going to wrap the rope around her body and call it a day. Twinks, what a life. We've seen it happen. Sagittarius. We have seen it happen. Uh, With someone who's probably about her size, too. Yeah. Now, Fontana was inspired hearing that Netherfolks or Friedrich could sew. She will use the tarp as the base for her outfit. Admirer will tell her that she can use a hot glue gun, and Fontana's like, that then they can do. Honey, they have money and people. They don't need to use a hot glue gun. When yeah. was the last time you used the hot glue gun? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. We are also going to learn in this moment that glue guns are the work of the devil as our Brazilian Spitfire has burnt herself. Been there, done that. Burned yourself? It's not fun. Oh, with a hot glue gun? Absolutely, I have. Tyrus Sanchez season two. The, it drips it just drips and then you like you you your mind says yeah you can just move it away and get it off the part you don't want it and then when your hand is burning you're like no that was stupid or maybe that's just me if you've had the hot gun glue, glue gun issues so let me know let me know i'm not alone gloves people gloves Fontana is going to ask Ima for help and by help the girl is going to cut the material for her and then bring her to the sewing machine um would you help a competitor out yeah, I think it shows uh, confidence. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll need even the help if later. it might mean, even if it might mean you don't have time to finish your garment. No, I think that um, she managed to help by showing her how to do it, and then stepping away. That's fair. Fontana is grateful for the help Ima is giving her, as she would fail the challenge without her. She's an inspiration for sure. Now, Santana's is spreading horns. This is the most challenging part of the competition. Ima would like to win the challenge. Indigo knows the stakes are high and the stress is even higher. The night has ended. Let's get the hell out of there. It is all the time they have as they're going to return the next day, probably on three hours of sleep. Um, and they have clearly had a lot of caffeine. Now, I know in the American version that they once the camera is cut, they do have a couple more hours to stay in the workroom. Do you imagine that's the same thing here? Yeah, this is the point when Alexis Michelle went blind. <laughs> right. Now, now, since the tables are full of crap, they're going to crash land on the couches to have some chat going on. And Myra will say, it's a beautiful day to get dressed and trash, to which Santana's like, isn't that what you have on now? To which she's like, who are you wearing? And Myra, the queen of the comeback, will say she's wearing your insides. Filth. I love her. I admire Thunder Pussy. Yeah, so relaxed about it. I'm a queen is feeling stressed. This is what she does, but she did not sleep well. She's not happy with her messy look. She is terrified to be in the bottom and be sent home. She would be devastated, so she's super anxious. The girls are going to go back to putting their finishing touches on as they get into face. But we're going to have a little chat about Christer, our friend from earlier. And Myra shares that she's interacted with him in more than one way before. She started by organizing a show as a high school project and did an interview in a game magazine where she expressed that she hoped Krista would come and watch. 
She didn't think he would as he was a celebrity, but he came all the way from Glutenberg to see the show. She wasn't in the gay community yet, but to be validated as a young gay person by this cool hero of hers meant the world. What gay icon do you wish would have come to see your work as a young gay youth? Let's just say Dolly Parton. Yeah, I like Dolly Parton. Yeah, nearby. She's she's she. That is very true. Um, and she's a brand new book coming out behind this the 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 scenes or something about all of her looks and hair. That's cool. Yeah, she is a drag queen. Do you think they'll arrest her in Tennessee? No, but but yes, yeah. but no, but no. Electra is the only one who did, in fact, work with Christopher. She shares that he really pushed them back when um, she was cast on the show to never lose sight. She will share with us that Christopher's presence is not an advantage for her. She thinks she will have to step it up. Um, bloop, that's a real thing. She, if, if you knew one of the judges, do you think that's an added pressure? Yeah, because they don't want to have the bias themselves. Yeah. But it could be the opposite direction. Santana says that seeing After Dark in the Eurovision qualifiers as a kid was the first time she saw people doing what she wanted to do. Her mom showed her and said, you know these are guys, right? And she's like, no, they're not. Electra went to her first After Dark show with her mom and her friends at the age of 10. She thought Robin would love it, and little did she know, she didn't. See, Republicans' kids attending drag shows is fine. It's okay. Um, and just thinking about it, because um, Electra and I are basically the same age, that would have been a very interesting time to go in, like, 1997. Yeah. Like, such so, so little representation just out there, besides RuPaul, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Electra would look at the program for weeks and show her friends and ask, think she's hot? Well, that's a guy. And Santana says that her sister does that with her coworkers, showing her little baby brother in drag. Have your siblings ever shown their coworkers you in drag? I have no clue. Maybe. No. Maybe not. I don't think so. Have they ever seen you do drag before? No. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um, they got to travel, but they're busy. Yeah, that's fair. Well, the conversation turns to when people say to them, it must be so fun to be gay, while others say they don't know why they chose to be gay. Now, going back to before, Vanity is like, I wouldn't have picked it as she could have done without the trauma. But Admira would pick being gay as she can't imagine being straight and working at some bank. Is banking an exclusively straight job? Mm, I feel the corporate world can force you into that straight that's fair yeah you gotta like show up to work and not be so queer or something i guess i was gonna say like what are those straight jobs and i'd be like construction plumbing right i mean Uh, banking i I feel like there's some i feel like i've seen some homosexuals behind a bank tell before Absolutely, but maybe you have to um, not show up and drag to work, which is, or That's you should fair. be able to, but maybe if you feel pressure not to. Now, Admira says you can't pay her to be straight unless you paid her a shitload. Same. I, I did it for a while. I could pay, you can pay me to pretend um, I don't want to look at Troy Savon and uh, Sean Mendes every hour of every day. How is this payment structure? Is it, is it is it daily? Is it hourly? 
I don't know. I guess I'll have to look at the contract to see if it really would work. Um, if it's one lump sum, I'll 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 do it for like a month. Exactly. There's so gonna be a that period. Literally. Uh, the time has come to get on that main stage with their looks. Only seven of them left. The pressure is on. It is runway time, and we have folks in that promo look in that demonic latex gesture um, number. Interesting. Fuchs's character is so fascinating to me. Fuchs's fashion, yeah. Sort of medieval jester, always. Yeah. Now, on the panel, we have Kayo. She has returned. Fado is not here. Why? Well, he probably laughed himself to death. Um, that laugh is a lot. You could hear him from, like, probably any Scandinavian country. Right. Instead of Fado, we have Frederick Robertson, who looks like Will Ferrell in Zoolander. Um, and again, please note, he is wearing leopard print. So now we know why Admirer was advised not to wear the leopard print. Um, and finally, Christian Lindauer, this panel is the most flaming panel we've ever seen on Drag Race. And we have seen Carson sit next to Ross and sit next to Todrick and sit next to Michelle in room. This is the gayest panel ever. With, with Mugatu, yeah. I would wear that jacket in a different material. He's straight out of the Hunger Games. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. All right, category is Greta's Tip Top Couture. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Save the Planet or Dumpster Fire. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, Edmita Thunder Percy. Uh, well, she did the least and still looks good. I don't know why we didn't get more than just a leotard and a hat, but... She still looks good. Do I wish she pushed it further? Yes. Am I glad the leopard print bottom was not here? Absolutely. One thing, no matter what she wears, she always is going to serve you one of the most incredible mugs. Yeah. She was giving me cocktail attire. Yeah. Not, um, mama, not, 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 not avant-garde either. Kind of like yeah. middle. Kind of safe. Um, do you think if it was a different color, it might have helped? Maybe that would have been a statement. It was, yeah, kind of just boring. Yeah. I'll give it a very safe save the planet. Yeah. Nothing really wrong with this. And she looked, she looked good. Save the planet. Audience, 88% save the planet, 12% dumpster fire. Next up is Santana Sex Machine. Listen, she used the materials provided. I don't give two shits if it's not all drunk. What she crafted was outstanding. Love the clownish nature of the look. It's fun and cohesive and constructed beautifully. How did she end up safe? Yeah. Um, it was cute. I, I think they wanted something maybe more avant-garde, maybe more conceptual, maybe also mm -hmm. more um, unconventional material, which is a classic read. I feel like you would wear that. Yeah. It was a... It was a but they talked a lot about silhouette. It was a good silhouette. It, it was pants. Mm -hmm. She sold it well. It was a concept. It took me somewhere. I really liked it. It's a save the planet for me. Same. Save the planet. Audience, 81% save the planet. 19% dumpster fighter. Uh, Electra. Well, she got the junk assignment and said, I don't know what I'm doing, but I use the materials as you wish. 
I like the shoulder and bustle pieces, but it needed to be grander and probably maybe on both sides. As of now, it just looks like a leotard with stuff glued onto it, which it was. Um, she could have gone further. It's not the worst. It's just not the best. Yeah, I was underwhelmed by the design. It like held together okay, but she just didn't think very far away from her showgirl stick. Right. Kyle says she's not sure about the outfit. She says it doesn't feel finished. She can hear the music, but she got lost in the groove. Friedrich says seeing her in the workroom gave him higher expectations for the side part. He says the shoulder and hip needed to be bigger creation, and then it itself would have made it more couture for him. He is not crazy about all the added elements. He says her time would have been better spent working on those two things rather than adding new material. Completely agree. And that's why, sadly, Electra, I will give you a dumpster fire. Yeah, dumpster fire. It's not good. Audience split 50-50. Really? I'm a queen. I think this is what high fashion puke looks like. Um, I hate this so much. Everything she does has so much purpose and charm. This looked like a rushed mess. It's the strings that are just loosely flying all over the place that really make it all so confusing for me. The only positive I will give here is the color palette. It was so beautiful. I love pink, white, gray, and black as a combo. What did you think of I'm McQueen? There was an interesting blend of textures. This did not look cheap, which was cool because it was also clearly trash. So I saw where she was going, but it didn't move like a garment should either. It was kind of stiff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, eh, okay. Her face was very gray, right? Was that? Her face was very gray. Um, It was kind of like a doll. She was kind of like a lifeless doll in a, in a yeah, puppet. It was very, very strange. And so it's yeah. made her like a storybook character, fairy. Um, so I was like halfway transported. I, I would say save the planet for her. Fair. Kyle says she transported her to 2023 Moulin Rouge. She says it is so innovative, imaginative, and just really good. Friedrich says he is fascinated by her ability to make these materials look so crafted. He says this is paper and plastic, but she created shapes and silhouettes in a way that blows him away. He says he would lose the baskets, but overall she looks stunning. You're going save the planet. I'm going dumpster fire. We're split here, as is the audience, 50-50. Yeah. Endigo. You can tell she's out of her comfort zone and very much out of her element. I can see this is like a video game character. So in that respect, it's on brand for her. But the pink girl has no pink on. It's gold and purple with a beautiful blonde hair. It's just the construction that is so haphazard and it really does look very incomplete. Yeah, I think she was influenced by some of her like cosplayer colleagues instead of yeah. by fashion and instead of by drag. So I think she needs more references and more tricks up her sleeve. I'm very curious to know her story when it comes to how she started drag, where her perspectives were, Um, because she does have a very very cosplay world view, which is cool, Um, but it's not something we've seen on Drag Race, and I think that's where slight disconnect was, because she doesn't have the, the ability to expand outside of her comfort zone, and we all know that on Drag Race, we need versatility. Yeah, she could learn a lot, but she has an interesting perspective, like you said. I would not be mind if she returned sometime in a verse the world kind of season. 
I want to see a lot of growth. Absolutely. Got to see it. Christer says that the makeup looks pretty on her. He says the shape is not feminine enough for him. He says he wishes she would have added more around the chest and made the hips more distinct to give herself an hourglass shape. He says it's creative and the materials are fun, but it's not quite there. Friedrich says that the haute couture is the finest form of sewing in the world to him. This is like amateur crafts. He says she added too much material in the wrong places that makes her body suit look cheaper than necessary. He says he would have done more with the basic silhouette, the structure, and the shape, and gotten rid of a few elements, too, to make a couture. Um, it's a dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Audience agrees. 7% save the planet, 93% dumpster fire. Vanity Bane, where is the body? Uh, we have seen variations of this before on other challenges and runways. I think the concept works, and it's couture meets avant-garde. The neck piece is essentially the show here. Uh, the black material cascades down in a way that is quite engaging. I think I wish it would have hooked down a bit lower because we do lose the bottom of her face. Um, the black hand's a bit derivative, but we'll learn that this was a choice because she didn't have time to do anything else. Um, but I thought this was a really unique look. Yeah, we, we've seen a version of this, but she, I think, did it differently. And it looked yeah. great. And it made her face stand out as beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. You also saw peaks of her body underneath. So that was sexy, suggestive. And yet she was fully covered. So that's very right. couture. That's very couture. Christer says it looks like real hawkator. He says it's so good that Friedrich Rubinson would have bought it in Paris and tells her to be smart and make it in another color. And Friedrich will buy it for a hundred grand. Friedrich says that she understood the assignment, the movement, the silhouette. He says it doesn't always take a lot to give a silhouette a fashion vibe. He says she succeeded. It's sexy, a save the planet for me. Sexy car wash, save the planet. <laughs> Audience, 88% save the planet, 12% dumpster fire. And Fontana, poor girl just glued flowers to herself. I think if she was a bit more deliberate with the floral arrangement, she could have crafted something good. As it stands here, there is so much blue that it pulls you away from the flowers and you're stuck looking at poorly constructed tarp. I think I would have cut the greenery completely. It dulls the color pop of the flowers. Then again, I understand what the concept she's going for. So there's that. What did you think? I like the technique of folding that material for giving it structure, like for her headpiece mm -hmm. and her skirt. So that's something new. And the construction itself wasn't terrible. Kyle says the first time she saw her, she thought she was not sure about her and didn't know if she believed in Fontana. Today, she proved her wrong. She came out and transported her to a fairy tale realm with the creature-like elements of her outfit. Friedrich says he left her feeling very concerned but was pleasantly surprised by what she put together. He will ask if she sewed her hucklude and Fontana will reveal that she sewed the belt and the finishes on the machine and glued the rest and will give credit to I'm a Queen for the base technique. See, BB's a hard day. You can give help and still be a good person. Um, I'll give it a dumpster fire. Not my favorite. I'm going to give it a save the planet because she pulled it off for me in the end. That's fair. Uh, the audience, 40% save the planet, 60% dumpster fire. Fuchs has decided to call forward Admira and Santana. They are safe, leaving Ima, Endigo, Electra, Fontana, and Vanity as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I agree with all the tops and bottoms. Um, I, I, I did like Santana's Sex Machine's outfit more than just safe, but I understand their reasoning. 
Yeah, and that's what's interesting. I would have definitely switched Ima and Santana and even may have just put Ima in the bottom personally, but I understand why they did what they did. I think a different jury with different perspectives might have had a different result, but I think having Friedrich there is why certain people got the praise they did. Mm-hmm. That's fair. The decisions have been made. Folks will reveal that the winner of the week is Vanity Vane. She wins her portrait on the wall. No money, no trips, no nothing. I'm a queen and Fontana are safe, leaving Electra and Endigo as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yeah. I also like the portrait on the wall as opposed to the repeater badge a little bit. Fair. That honestly is fair, but it's still giving me Dance Moms vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be on top? Um, listen, there's still a lot of room for Admirer to get on top. So I'm just, just, just saying. The song is Sexual Revolution by Army of Lovers. This is not to be confused by Sexual Revolution by Macy Gray, which is an excellent song. If you haven't listened to that in a while, it's a good, good song. Keep tracks. This really was going to be a battle of Indigo doing enough to save herself. Track record was alive and well here. Electra is a showgirl. She made that stage her bitch. I will say to the queens, watch out. If you have to lip sync against her, she might knock you out. She has stage presence. She knows how to be comedic when she needs to. And Indigo knows how to dry hump. Yeah. It was a thoroughly confusing performance for me. (laughs) It was because there were moments where Electra didn't lip sync. Yeah. And that was an act of choice. Very, so it, was, it was very interesting. It was a dialogue in the track. Right. So she was, so Electra was just doing the female parts and right. Indigo just did the male parts, which is cute, but I'm picking the drag queen that's serving. In the lip sync, I like when they pick out the female lyric. Just you're, no, you're right. You're right. You want the, the dominating vocal list in the, in the song where... She's the dominant vocalist. Yeah, I think that's also a next level lip sync technique when you pick that out and you don't do the backup vocals. Right. Three episodes in. I have not heard Robin. I have not turned, heard Abba. I have not heard Tulu. Tu um, we haven't even heard Cotton Eye Joe, which is a Swedish song. When are we getting these artists? So maybe for the Swedish people, those are like passe. And they're like, this is the real stuff. Or maybe they're getting to it. I wanted eight weeks of ABBA. Is that so much to ask for? There is enough material in the ABBA songbook that you can have eight fucking lip syncs. Yeah. It's a country with more than just ABBA, I, I think. But I understand. I, that's the first place I'm going if I go to uh, Sweden. I'm going to the ABBA museum. Yeah, good idea. Do you have a favorite ABBA song? Probably Dancing Queen. I think I'm partial right now still to Waterloo. I love Waterloo. Yeah, that's a great one. In the end, Indigo will not be lifted to ABBA anytime soon. She leaves as Electra stays to slay another day. I think it was her time. Yeah, she got to showcase herself and is probably going to get a lot more followers. But she needs more growth as far as drag. Yeah, and I think last week when we heard her story about where she is um, with her journey of uh, expression, 
I think she's got a lot to work through as well. And I'm excited to watch her journey and, and see her inspire a lot of people throughout the world. Me too. I liked her different aesthetic. Let's zoom through the highs and lows of Untucked. This was a very interesting Untucked because it was 27 minutes long and there was a lot of time they could have cut out, but they didn't. I mean, they even have an Untucked. That's something. Right? Third franchise to do it. Um, I'm just waiting for the food to come out like they did in Philippines. Like, give them food to eat. They, But I will say my favorite thing is the um, little paddles and putting it into the crown to the winner or the lips for the lip sync. I love that. I love that, too. It means there's you have to hold them accountable. There's no, well, I didn't say that and then cut the tape and them saying it. No, no, no. You're literally deciding who's in the top or bottom. And I love when they put someone in the bottom who ends up in the top or whatever. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. All right. Well, Admire and Santana are safe, and it's time for them to have a little kiki. Um, Santana's mad. She's safe. Admire is bitter. And rightly so. Three weeks of being safe. When you probably walked in that room as the number one queen in Sweden. Yeah. And they see themselves as being in the finale. So mm-hmm. they're getting nervous. They're going to admire. Yeah. They're going to admire each other's looks and use um, their use of materials. They just wanted feedback. But it's time to go through the hodgepodge of dolls to determine who was at the top and who was lip syncing. They're going to put Indigo in the bottom as it didn't look finished and still doesn't know how to walk in heels. Um, this is the first outfit she made it happened to be on drag race the second person santana will pick is between ima and fontana and admirers gagged santana says that ima creates these uber cool outfits but they told her to serve a new silhouette and this looked like a messy look and i was like okay so someone actually is on the same side as me and has the same perspective she thinks that fontana had a great message about the amazon and has great stage presence blah 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 but her silhouette swallowed her all right i'm here for this they decide that Ima's impact will save her. So Fontana had her message. But what about Electra? They found it predictable. Ultimately, they're going to pick Santana as silhouettes and drag create balance, something that is aesthetically pleasing to the eye. And Admira's eyes hurt when she looks at Indigo and Fontana's silhouettes. It's funny because she set it up as, as, as positive criticism and then made the joke. Yeah, I think she's great at that. So good. Um, so they can't put the crown on their own head. So they're going to pick Vanity as it was fashion, avant-garde. Um, and then they're just going to break her paddle. Just like completely smush it too hard. Yeah, the props department was sad, but they'll make another one in one week. Admira is impressed with Vanity's silhouettes. She looked like a car wash, but made it fashion. Love that for her. Now, Santana's going to be real at admire, at her admirer meet and greet. She will tell her that she thought she would be this week's winner, but she tells her that she thinks she needs to show a bit more personality. I would have slapped the bitch across the face. If I were admirer of Thunder Pussy, knowing my career and knowing where I stand in Swedish drag, being told by this bitch who doesn't even go here that I need more personality, but she's handled it like a trooper. Yeah, she's a professional. Um, and we're looking at them reading one another. Santana's saying, like, I am more of a superstar because I'm a bit more messy. I'm a bit more mm-hmm. personality. I'm a bit more endearing and relatable. Which is really interesting. Is Santana is the antagonist of this cast right now. But she's not a negative antagonist. She's not a villain. And I kind of enjoy that from her. 
yeah, it's it's a good energy, and she is confident in it. She almost has this like Evie Oddly vibe. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. She will tell her that she is polished but expected, and Admirer will ask if she's referring to how she presents on the runway, and Santana says yes. She says she's presentable, but it's like watching Miss Universe. She wants relatable. Um, do you think this was Santana being a sister or just trying to get under Admirer's skin knowing she's safe for three weeks and has not heard any critiques from anyone but Santana? It's kind of rich because I think Santana is trying to diagnose, but Santana is also not in the top. Right. So it's just moot. And Myra says that expectations of perfection are a double-edged sword as it's holding her back while she's still proud of what she accomplished. Santana will put it this way. If Myra did what I'm a queen did with the material she did, she would have won, which is a very fair valid point. They both want wins, but they also want friends. So are they friends? What a fucking awkward question to ask. But when the music gets tender, we're going to see how this turns out. They are. They get each other because they're safe. Admirer will joke that she bribed fucks. She didn't want critiques, just cocktails to show off her face, looking bitchy on the runway, and that's it. Santana and Myra, giving me odd couple vibes, didn't know that this is the do I wanted. Yeah, kind of old school, new school. They have a good vibe together, good energy. Now they're going to talk about the values of what it is like when they got to got the you made a call. And Myra says you can't put weight on it, but no matter how you fare, your achievements don't dictate who you are or where you came from. And Myra says she will be happy wherever she lands, as this is just a TV show. She knows it's hard to remember that when you're caught up in the emotions and the stress, you're pressed for time and worried about what people are think. She has had this mindset since she started drag as it was her way to help her with her mental health. I think this was such an interesting perspective because clearly she has a very successful career and knowing that's how she's presented herself from the start. Maybe that is the secret to success. Yeah, we can learn a lot from Admirer. Because, yeah, there are a lot of us who who really want to like push ourselves and say, I am the best, but maybe not believe it. Being humble gets you far. Yeah. Humble and Now yet, Santana I'm... says, yeah, go ahead. Oh, just yeah. humble and get good. She's good. Mm-hmm. Santana says she struggles as when she's outperforming, she wants the compliments and soak up the validation, which is why they do it in the first place. She says you do have to separate the art from the artist, but it's hard when you are the work of art. And Myra will change positions and get this. Now, that I thought was very, very, very intricately correct um, because there, there are very few art forms where you are the walking work of art. Um, but like you said, this is an old school, new school type of, combo here having different perspectives yeah i think maybe uh if your first thing is hosting or like your comedy you're not going to think of yourself as walking art so drag is this multifaceted thing um santana's right i think she's something uh fresh i love it absolutely now, Admirer will change positions and try to get comfortable where now she has sciatica issues and wonders if next week during the critiques she should faint on the main stage. Um, 
it's not a bad idea. We saw it on Drag Race Philippines. It adds so much drama. You get so much screen time. So much screen time. Oh my god, I can't wait. I can't wait to meet Turing. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm literally just gonna go up to her and say, boom, Turing. And she's heard that a lot. Anything else. I'm sure she's heard it a lot, and then people will probably recite the rest of it, but I don't know um Tagalog, so I can't recite the rest of it. Okay. Marina, I could. I could do Marina's verse perfectly. No one else really. Uh Brigading. I could do Brigadings too. Um, but she's not been announced yet. I'm still waiting for the rest of the Flex Bomb Girls to be announced for DragCon. I'm waiting for you. That's all I want in the world is to see the Flex Bomb Girls perform pop off, I That's so much to ask for. That's that's a big performance. Listen, they announced Minty Fresh today. Yesterday was Gigi Era. We're getting the full cast. Just let me have them all. Need it. Except for Silhouette. She doesn't have to come. I don't need her. Um, anyway. And Myra just wants to be comfortable and safe because she can't find an outfit she is actually comfortable and safe in. And that's drag, isn't it? Comfortable. Yes, that. Well, she thinks maybe she should have made a clown onesie to be comfortable um, and not her in her drag. But they're so bored that they're going to decide they are going to stand by the door and scare the tops and bottoms when they walk into the room. You got to imagine they're standing out. They're sitting in there for at least like what an hour and a half. Oh, probably two hours. Uh, drinking, hopefully. Hopefully, well, I'm a queen is going to walk in and she will almost lose her life as she is scared. Uh, Vanity will say that the critiques were dramatic, but she is in fact in the top. When Santana reveals who they think is in the bottom, it's Electra who tells them that she is convinced she is in the bottom based on the critiques. She thinks she got the harsh critiques just decorating a course with knickknacks. But I'm says that they got her creativity and concept with Christopher saying she was crazy. She thought she looked messy, so she came up with a backstory as a safety net. Let's discuss said story. She was going into a garden, lost in fantasy, but she got so tangled up in her own fantasy that she could not escape. Do you buy it? Well, that takes me straight to Alice in Wonderland. And in uh-huh. this bit, I could see her falling into a hole. Okay, so you buy it. Lost. All right. Um, friends who are going to be on Drag Race, listen to I'm a Queen. Come up with a stupid backstory for every look, just in case you need it. They do. Santana will be honest and tell her that she thought she would lip sync based on the execution of her outfit and based on the silhouette critique from the previous week. And will admit she got the challenge wrong where she focused on the silhouette while I'm focused on the materials. Now, Fontana is getting her first critique. She is sad. She got both positive and negative critiques, but she will interpret what Kayo said as that she might not belong there, but the girls will tell her that's not what she meant. Do you think it was perhaps lost in translation? It was that classic reality show thing of like, I didn't know about you at first, but now I know you're a star. And it's just a dramatic way. It's a great thing for the, you know, the preview. Yeah. We don't know who they're talking about. Like, I think it was sort of that judge's way of making good television. They tell Fontana that she should be proud as the critiques were constructive. She is happy with her Ikea, Ikea bag realness. And while they don't get the best critiques, she is still grateful to Ima Queen. Santana will say it was sabotage, but Ima says that they have seen Fontana blossom. 
I'm a Tales Fontana that she will be a hero to the community and to so many people, and I have to ask it. Is it possible maybe Fontana might find herself maybe at a guest judge's seat um, in a certain upcoming franchise set in Brazil? She'd have to do pretty well um, this season, I think. Hey, I mean, I'm still expecting Miss Abby, oh my God, to be there too. That would be great. in the finals. That would be awesome. Ima is happy to hear the compliments from Fontana as that's what she lives for, sharing her passion of drag. We love teamwork on a solo project. Vanity says she got weak when she heard the nice critique saying she delivered on an international level. She is very happy. And Myra will say that she's glad that Vanity didn't put the lampshade on her head, though now she wishes she would have. We're going to turn to Indigo, who is third time to charm on the bottom. She got good feedback, but she... And she has stepped it up, but she knows she didn't deliver enough. Vanity calls Indigo out and says that it appears that she doesn't care about the feedback, but she says that she was just able to predict the things they were going to say and read to her form. She lacks those skills and has to learn them first. Do you think, regardless if it's the first season of a franchise, that maybe you should learn how to, like, I don't know, walk in heels before applying to the show? Yeah, I, I think that was uh, Indigo realizing, like, I'm over my head. I came on here for exposure, but this is probably not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. uh, she will share that people who have tried to help her have never mentioned anything like her posture or her walk. Does she have shady friends? You know what? Someone might not have been able to put it into the words, you know. That's fair. Absolutely. I'm here for that. Well, to those who want to go on Drag Race, please enroll in Block Talk You, where I will prep you for your big dance. Hey, um, Elocution lessons, dance lessons, yeah, mm-hmm. walking, mm-hmm. all of it. Snatch game lessons. Snatch game lessons, yeah. Endigo will ask how the other bottom twos feel. And Alexa says it's a huge contrast from the week before where she won, but she's not excited to lip sync in front of Christer. She knows he is extremely picky and will need to deliver. Um, that must be a lot of pressure for her, knowing that she's probably going to have to lip sync in front of her former employer. She, she must have felt pretty confident, though, thinking about who's going to be in the bottom with her. Right. Frederick comes backstage, and then Myra is hoping she will get his coat. I mean, I would. He will stand there and ask them what they struggled with. And Endigo says creating an outfit. Someone says keeping up with the clock. But Ima says it's keeping on going on until you are happy with the result. And I felt very seen because you know me. I'm a fucking perfectionist. That was her way of saying wanting more time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Frida will ask about if anyone helped each other, and they all point to Ima, who was the art teacher of the room. She used it to help vent her own creative process when she was stressing out. I thought that was a really interesting perspective as well, is you want to focus on your own work, but sometimes just helping others can give you your own inspiration for ideas and concepts. Yeah, I might get frustrated, might get like um, overwhelmed. Also, she could compare and she could be like, am I better than this person that I'm not going home? Right. Now, Frederick is going to stir the pot and ask who their favorite look was. And they're all just going to unanimously pull in a vanity. So no drama was had. But she will admit she was worried about running a riot and going crazy. But she reined it in. She could have covered herself with glitter, but she ran out of time. So the black paint was the direction she went. Obviously, I said I think the black paint was a little derivative. I don't think the glitter would have worked either. Yeah, un- unnecessary. But maybe they, they mentioned the coat of spray paint. Mm-hmm. 
Could have been cute. Now he will ask if they had an additional 24 hours, what would they would do? And Santana immediately is like, add more trash. Ima said she would have paid more attention to details and used something other than paper. And Fontana would have gone for something more dramatic than using so many materials. Frederick will compliment them on their makeup, to which Santana is like, but your outfits are meh. Um, I mean, that's essentially what he's trying to say there, but it's fine. Yeah. And again, as you mentioned earlier, allegedly 10 hours to craft their looks. Could you have done this in 10 hours? Vanity was really smart to do something that was achievable. I think that's in key in your design, your concept, is do something you can do in 10 hours and then you'll do it, you know? But it's hard to know. You need some experience to do that. So I'd say for myself, maybe. Friends who want to go on Drag Race, give yourself a 10-hour clock to make an unconventional look. Just do it. Just try it. See what you, see if you can pull it off. I, I know that the period of time is very quick. The turnaround is very quick. So do that before you even fucking apply to the show. Good practice, like once yeah. a week, if you really, really want to be on. And then you can use that material for your audition tape. Crazy. I think they used to have to have an unconventional look in their audition. They did. They, they, they the audition process has changed quite a bit in recent time. Yeah. Well, Frederick's going to call out Endigo and ask what she would have done differently. He knows. She knows. She says that she would have picked a tighter corset, would have made 3D creations for her shoulders, but she will admit here that she did run out of material. Now, and Myra will say that she changed her concept due to his feedback, and he was like, I knew what I would be wearing, so yeah, I was right, sabotage. Um, and Myra says this challenge brought her back to her early days in drag when she was living on student loans but still wanted to create outfits, creating something out of nothing. It was deja vu for her. Now, Fontana will suck it up to Frederick and tell him that she follows him on Insta and gags at his post. She is so gagged that there was a photo of him with the Kardashians. Meanwhile, I would have asked him, why did you not push them down the stairs and get rid of them for the entire world? Violence. Yeah. Well, he will say it's wonderful, but he's broke. Uh, that's Drag Darling. He goes on to say that when he works with designers, it's about the wigs and the makeup and low-key fashion is drag. He will share that he first started, uh, he was the only man in the dress in the front row. He was turned down by the likes of Chanel and Dior for being a man, but 10 to 12 years later, they are opening their doors. He's there to help open their horizons in fashion and gender. Do you think the, game, the world of fashion has changed with more inclusivity? Yeah, but it can be um, to- token-ish, yeah. you know? And it's remember, fashion is a business, so like they're not moral. They're trying to make money. Right. And the seasons change day to day. So we need to be here for each other and not just about, you know, the passing fad. Like, yeah. Solidarity. And it's really interesting because, like, we, we know so many uh, big houses are led by gay men. Um, and yet they were gatekeepers in a way to a lot of other gay men. Um, but things have changed. People have evolved and fashion perspectives have, have gone with the times and drag has changed too absolutely well the queens prepared their bottom lip sync they are ready to lip sync but Electra is worried if she has to lip sync against Fontana and she's worried about Indigo who could pull off a stunt unfortunately she did not the queens leave head to the main stage but Ima gets stuck on the back wall I can't believe she got stuck and she's not the first queen to get stuck on this back wall maybe we should get rid of that um, that diamond curtain it's the beaded curtain, and that's bad around drag, I think. 
So bad, so bad. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. What is Endigo's legacy? Bringing... Okay, that's a tough question because she's not a Japanese queen, but she's bringing some of that Japanese cultural energy to the table in Drag Race, and that's cool. Absolutely. I think she's definitely opened my eyes to what Drag Race drag can be. Um, Because for the longest time, any time the word cosplay would be used on Drag Race, it would always be a negative thing. And I think Endigo's here to say this is legit drag. And I think that's going to open up a lot of perspectives. That's important. Yeah, cosplay is extremely elevated a lot of the time. We didn't maybe see that every time with Indigo, but there's potential. Who won the week? I think Vanity Vane had a really good week. I agree. She had a great week, obviously, when it came to the challenge, but also sharing her story and and allowing that conversation to happen, I think was very important for her arc for the rest of the season. Yeah. After three episodes, the winner of the season is. So, top three Santana Sex Machine, Admira, Thunder Pussy, and Vanity Bane. I could see that. Absolutely, I could see that, especially based on the edit. Um, I'm getting nervous. It's like, I don't know how Admira wins unless she's going to just pull a like sweep and win every single episode here on out um because three saves in a row in a very short cast season that's dangerous we saw it happen with electra bionic another electra we're not talking about electra bionics bullshit and listen you're right it's the first season it's definitely possible um but at least electra was high in a lot of weeks this bitch has not even got a critique yet that's a great point i really wanted Meyer to win and i think she's going to win so I'm very excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I hope we get some uh, wins from her. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, at Annalie Fisher. And I'm, I'm still uh, recording for this podcast called Sauna Scene. And we're actually going to see uh, Cacophony uh, Daniel's show at Hush on Monday. Fun! So part of the recording. Um, so that'll be fun. Very, very cool. Cacophony is not coming to the podcast yet. I've tried to get her on and she's it's always too busy. Very busy, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find me online. Everyone's requested her. Everywhere. What's that? I mean, everyone's requested her to be on. And then usually when I get like told no, I'm too busy like three times, I'm like, okay, well, well you come to me when you're ready. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting about Sweden. I'm sure you'll be back before the season ends. Okay, yeah, I'm so I'm going to be watching every week. <laughs>